Well, praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi. Today I want to go through the the book of Revelation and point to some of to point to you in this book of Revelation what the plan of God is. I want to read from the book of Revelation chapter 14. This is going to talk about the the plan of God to take the Christians out of this world which we call the rapture or actually the harvesting of the earth before the world will be judged and I'm going to also before I go to the book of Revelation I want to talk to I want to point to the parables that the Lord Jesus Christ gave which specifically points to us that at the end of the world in the there will be harvesting of the world in this parable we see that the Lord Jesus Christ has given us specific detail of how the end of the world will be in the in the parable of Matthew chapter 13 I will read one of the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ verse 24 another parable put it forth unto them saying the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field but while men slept his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way but when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit then appeared the tears also so the servants of the householder came and said unto him sir did not thou sow good seed in thy field from whence then as it tears he said unto them an enemy has done this the servant said unto him will thou then that we go and gather them up but he said nay lest while ye gather up the tears ye root up also the wheat with them let both grow together until the harvest and in the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers gather ye together first the tears and bind them in bundles to burn them but gather the wheat into my barn now that was the parable that the Lord Jesus Christ gave and we're going to read the interpretation in verse 37 in verse 37 the author says Jesus Christ sent the multitudes away and his disciples came unto him saying declare unto us the parable of the tears in the field he answered and said unto them he that sowed the good seed is the son of man the field is the world the good seed are the kingdom of are the children of the kingdom but the tears are the children of the wicked one the enemy that sowed them is the devil the harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels as therefore the tears are gathered and born in the fire so shall it be in the end of this world the son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity and shall cast them into the furnace of fire there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father who hath ears to hear let him hear 
Now that was the parable Jesus Christ gave to the apostles and disciples. And we are going to go now to see what the similarity is in the book of Revelation. What I want to point to you here in this chapter is the fact that the world, this world is according to the parable that we just read, is the is the field and in the in the Bible the Lord gave the, the Lord Jesus Christ or the, the, the Lord of Moses that was given to Israelites commanded them when they are harvesting their field they have different they have processes to follow the first thing they do is to harvest the first fruits of the field and there is a law concerning the first fruits of the field they are to give the first fruits unto the temple unto God so to speak and then after a while they go for the real harvest and we're going to see the similar thing in the Bible concerning the harvesting of this world like we just read the parable this is more like a teaching teaching sermon for you believers that are listening like the Bible we just read the Lord Jesus Christ said the world is the field so this is the field that he is talking about is this world where we have the seed the children of the kingdom and then the children of the devil who will not believe <coughs> now there will be harvesting of the world and when we say harvesting of the world this is there will the Lord will follow the same procedure he gave to the Israelites to harvest the, their field they have to first take out the first fruits and give it to God and then they will go and harvest their real crop okay now let's look at the book of Revelation chapter 14 and see the harvesting that God is, will do for this earth itself they are also have to be first fruits taken out of this world and given to God and when you say give it to God because Jesus Christ is God himself but it means take it out of this world among the band of believers and give it to heaven where they will be in charge of the things and fears of this world before the throne of God now let's see in the book of Revelation chapter 14 where this is actually narrated and I looked and lo chapter 14 verse 1 and I looked and lo a lamb stood on the Mount Zion and with him an hundred forty and four thousand having his father's name written in their foreheads and I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder and I heard the voice of harpers happy with their harps and they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders and no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth these are they which were not defiled with women for they are virgins these are they which follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth these were redeemed from among men being the first fruits unto God and to the lamb and in their mouth was found no guile for they are without fault before the throne of God now that description describe the first fruits of the earth that will be harvested from the from this planet earth they are, they are redeemed from among men that shows now I want to point to 
to, to you right here in chapter 14 that God gave a number. God deals in numbers. God gave a number to this first fruit. He said they are going to be 140 and 4,000. Now, you will, I want to make you to know that this 140 and 4,000 in chapter 14 are completely different from the 144,000 mentioned in chapter 7 of the book of Revelation verse 4 which were all Hebrews or what you call Israelites from the 12 tribes of Israel but this 144,000 in chapter 14 according to this description it said they were redeemed from the uh, from among men in Ephesians chapter 4 beginning from verse 11 this is what the Bible said that Christ gave some in the in the out in the in the in the church, he gave some gifts. He gave some apostles and prophets and evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. He gave this ministry in the household of God for the saints to be perfected. And for the edifying, we say for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That is the reason why Christ gave all these ministries in the household of faith. For the perfecting of the saints, all the believers. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13 is the key word. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In short, that is our goal. Our goal is to arrive at the stature of Christ individually. Now we can look around and you can say some are higher than another. Some believers are higher than other believers in their growth, in their Christian growth, in their spiritual growth. That is normal because in the field, when you plant your field of corn, some corn will be growing rapidly and getting to ripening stage first also. That is why there will be different stages of believers' growth. So, but we are all to shoot for this fullness of the stature of Christ. Of course, so many believers will not arrive at that fullness of the stature of Christ before they either die physically and go to be in paradise or before Christ comes. However, God intended and God meant it that He will get for Himself a bands of believers believer, groups of believers at this end of the world who must arrive at the fullness of the stature of Christ that is the goal the plan of God and I point to you in the scripture why this is the reason why the Bible said there will be the manifestation of the sons of God these bands of believers the group of believers that will arrive first at this stature of Christ are classified as the sons of God. You see what do you mean by all of us are expected to be sons of God? Yeah, but the Bible said, just like there are little children that are our children, they are called our sons, but they have not matured to to full grown adults that we can be proud of yet. They are just just babies. The same way, everyone that is born again is a child of God. Yes, but Christ in the Bible in the Gospel of John chapter one verse 12 said as many as received him to them gave he power to become the son of God so each individual Christian that have accepted Christ 
and is filled with the Holy Ghost, you are given power to become a son of God. Now, when we be, when we come to the stature of Christ, that is when we actually manifested the sign, the stature of a son of God, indeed, and that is the goal of every believer. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So we have the power to become, but we have not arrived yet. We are still growing, trying to become the Son of God, to come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. That is the goal. Like I said, but God meant it that there must be sons at this end of the world, that Christ must bring many more sons unto glory. You see that in the book of Hebrews, that this is the goal, the plan of God. That God intended and God will wait until he gets this first fruits first. Like the Bible says, the, the, the husband man waited patiently. He waited patiently until he received the early and the latter rain. This is the plan of God. He is going to keep waiting patiently until Christ can bring the 144,000 sons of God unto fruition. Unto the fullness of the stature of Christ. At this end time, it is the plan of God. He will continue to wait until we arrive at that fullness of the stature of Christ. Not all believers will arrive there, but you must get the first fruits first and then get them out of here, and the rest will come later. And that is why the scripture was saying in the book of Hebrews that Christ will bring many more sons unto glory. That is the plan of God to bring many more sons unto glory. Now, Let's go, let's go further into the book of Revelation and see what are the characteristics of this that the Bible said will be first fruits so that you can see what you should be shooting for as a believer. Like I said in the book of Ephesians, we are to arrive at this fullness of the stature of Christ. Now look at what the, these 144,000 believers who are following Christ wherever he goes and these are their characteristics. The Bible said one thing, they sang a new song which no man can learn except those 144,000. He also said, they were not defiled with women because they are virgins. Well, we don't, we don't believe that really means physical virgins as human beings. And if they are physical virgins also, God only can tell. But we, we believe that that is talking about pure in your faith, pure in worship of God. Not following, not not mixed with idols, not mixed with uh, with false doctrines of false religion. Because if you say, well, they have to be virgins, or should they be nuns or monks? No, that is not what God is talking about. God is talking about pure virginity as spiritual virgins for God. Like Israel was called a, a bride of a bride of God or a, a virgin for God when they have not gone into idols. So these people are said to be virgins, not defiled with idols. Okay, here he went for that. He said, they follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. Now that is a very important phrase. Follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth talks about the relationship between individual first fruit and the Lord Jesus Christ. The relationship is completely lined up to the head. Completely lined up to the head that they go wherever he leadeth. And that is the key thing because you see in the, in the other Bible verses that said as many as are led by the Spirit of God 
they are the sons of God they are the children of God so this first proof will be the perfect example of those who are completely lined up with Jesus to hear him and to do what he says and to be led by him and they don't move unless he leads them that is a, a very important characteristic that's why he said they go without wherever the lamb goeth very important remember the lamp of God when the lamp of God was on earth the Holy Ghost came like a dove and landed upon him and rested and that is the perfect obedience when the lamp of God the Lord Jesus Christ was on earth and was baptized in water the Holy Ghost came like a dove seen by John the Baptist and landed upon the lamp of God and rested so that it won't be shaken off this first fruits must be lined up with Jesus Christ perfect obedience also that is the characteristic perfect obedience to the spirit of God and that is the goal of believers every believer that is aspiring to be like Christ who want to come to the fullness of the search of Christ must have that as your goal perfect obedience like the lamp of God perfect obedience to the spirit of God leading you that is what you see an example of it in Elijah the prophet before he was able to before he was taken away in the chariot of fire the spirit of God was leading him from one city to another city and that is obedience we are talking about so this first fruits we arrive at that perfect obedience because that is really the growth we are talking about a yielded vessel to God 100% yielded vessel to the spirit of God that is what we mean by first fruits those who are fully yielded first will be called first fruits Others who are all expected to be yielded to Christ, but some yield 50% and they still wrestle with God on the remaining 50% of their life, of their self. So, but we are to surrender ourselves completely. So, that is our goal. We have not arrived there yet, but individually, we are to aspire for this goal of overcoming, overcoming all things that is hindered in us, so that we can be 100% yielded to the Spirit of God and be going with us wherever the Lamb goeth. So that is another characteristic we have to we have to bear in mind when you say, "I want to be a, one of the first fruits unto God." These are the things you have to work on: a yielded vessel to the Lord, lined up with the head. The headstone is the key is the key factor of being the first fruits of arriving at that first fruits. Not just being you have to arrive at this threshold of the fullness of Christ. You have to come to the level of the perfect Lamb of God in yielded obedience okay now what is the other characteristic in their mouth was found no guile for they are without fault before the throne of God well that is what every Christian is supposed to be that is speak the word only if you are speaking the word of God only there will be no guile in you because what you are speaking is truth so every believer is supposed to begin to practice this until you are perfected in it speaking the word of God only that is speak only the word and that is what will make your mouth have no guile so that is the part of the characteristics of the first fruits unto God and we are without fault before the throne of God because we are watched by the blood of Jesus Christ now these are not the works of the works of uh, of righteousness this is just the grace of God that has perfected this for the sins Christ has died for us and he has washed us clean but we are to become as Christ. We are to grow into our obedience and to our yieldedness so that we can fully be like Christ 
arrive at the fullness of the stature of Christ. Now I said that is the first truth. And God we have uh, God we wait and continue to wait until he uh, until he can get his one forty four thousand first fruits of the earth. And these will be taken out of this world to 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 heaven and they are the people that are actually going to torpedo the devil and Satan and all his hosts of angels from this from the heavenly realm that you see in the book of Revelation chapter twelve, the world that was in heaven. But this first fruits must be harvested first, or God is not done yet. Now let's go on and see the re remainder of the harvesting of the world. When we continue in the book of Revelation chapter 14, you will see an example of when when it finally comes to the time of the harvest here. You see in verse 13. Now let me go right now into verse 14. This is the real harvest after the first fruits have been taken out of the world and they are, or they are they appeared on Mount Zion, which is Mount Zion in heaven, following the Lamb wherever he goeth. Now cometh the real harvest. Verse 14. And I looked and behold, chapter Revelation chapter 14, verse 14. A, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like the like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Now this is symbolizing the actual harvesting of the earth of the whole world all the believers now all the righteous ones to be gathered unto Christ which we can attribute to mean the real translation the rapture what everybody has been waiting for but the first fruits are a secret disappearance because they have a job for God and because they are given unto heaven they follow the Lamb without whatever they go but they have a ministry a, a work for God even after they leave this planet but the real harvest is seen in chapter 14 verse 14 to verse 16 now and that is what apostle Paul was pointing to when he said the dead in Christ shall arise, shall arise and we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air because he said the dead in Christ means almost all the dead in Christ will resurrect that is symbolizing this real harvest of the world the general harvest that is the general harvest now all of this have to take place before the wrath of God can come upon the world. The wrath of God we are talking about is the, is the seven vials of the wrath of God. Before that could take place, God has to harvest the world. Because the wrath of God will pour in the, upon the unbelievers. You see the second part of this harvesting when the wicked is harvested into the destruction. And you see that in, in verse 18 and 17 and 19. We are another angel came with his sickle but the angel that has power over fire came out and said trust in your sickle also and and gather the grapes the clusters of the vine of the earth and for our grapes are fully ripe verse 19 and the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great wine press of the earth of God and the wine press was trodden without the city 
and blood came out of the wine press, even unto the horse bridles, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Now that is the harvesting, the time of the because the grapes, the the wicked people also will be harvested, but they will be gathered for destruction, and that was happening in that verse nineteen and 10 to twenty. So what do we mean by this wine press of the wrath of God? The, there is another Bible verse that says there will be a world war where the Antichrist gathered them in, his, in a place called Armageddon and destruction came upon them as God came down to destroy them all and all they destroy one another whatever way God will destroy them with quakes, with bombs, with whatever it is that is symbolized here by the wine press of the wrath of God and that will take place at the end of this world and this is coming very soon this is something that is coming very very soon and you that is listening to me if you are a believer and you have given your life to Jesus Christ and you are born again all you need to be doing right now is to aspire to become to come to the fullness of the stature of Christ how do you do that? submit yourself to Christ surrender fully to his obedience begin to plan to be so, to be completely so yielded to the Holy Spirit of God because that is the the yielded vessel that God is looking for and when you are yielded to the Holy Ghost you are one of them that are candidates to begin to hear from God for God to guide you, to lead you and to make you come to that fullness of the stature of Christ it's in the obedience to Christ also in obedience to the word of God complete surrender to the word of God is what you have to start start first by obeying the scriptures what you have seen written in the scriptures begin to obey that said those who are yielding and surrendering to what the bible says and they are not finding it difficult they are not reasoning it out or trying to explain it off and they are not trying to justify their offenses those are the people that are qualified to begin to hear verbal instruction from the spirit of god so that is what god is expecting from we believers that first of all be yielding yourself to the word of god the written word of god when you yield to the written word of god then you can begin to be you are now a candidate to hear the spoken word of God and that is how you will grow and as you praise the Lord and pray and walk only with, before, with him and surrender to him to hear him and to do what he says then you will be growing because Christ himself will come and give you the anointing that will make you to grow rapidly and spiritually to the fullness of the stature of Christ like we say what is this stature of Christ it is the stature of perfect submissiveness to the spirit of God perfect submissiveness to the spirit of God and if you that is listening to me you don't even understand all that we are saying it looks like strange to you you are not a believer we are, I am advising and admonishing you and inviting you to come to Christ today and give your life to Jesus and let him save you from sin so that he can fill you with himself so that you can begin to walk with Jesus Christ and with God and when you walk with him then he will open your eyes to see what we are saying because the end of the world is coming soon and Christ is coming very shortly to take his own people home would you like to be one of them let me pray for you father i pray for all the people that are listening right now anyone that is a believer lord help them to know how to be fully yielded to the holy ghost so that they can walk and grow spiritually walk with jesus and grow spiritually to become the son of god and give them the anointing they need lord jesus christ and pass them through the process of growing in the name of jesus christ and those that are not christian i pray for them right now that they will surrender their life to christ and repent from this evil world and from their sin and let the Lord Jesus Christ fill them with the Holy Ghost and be born again in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
I want you to write to us, write to Evangelist Julius. Write to the Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050, USA. If you have access to internet, our web address is www.gospeldistribution.org. Gospel Distribution, you have to spell it out. Gospeldistribution.org. And send us email from that web page and we shall send you literatures. Send email to webmaster at gospeldistribution.org. Jesus loves you and it's coming very soon. The first fruits must be harvested first. God is waiting for this. And then the end can come quickly. God bless you.